I'll be right back. Hang on a second. Ready? Ready. Welcome to Justice Loose. It's a podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your out of breath host, Preston. Join us always with my delight co- delightful. Delight of? Are you delighted? I said delighted. Oh. Are you delighted? I'm... Are you delighted to be here? I'm delighted. I'm very dark. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the closest thing we're going to get to a badumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just for context, I just kicked my flip-flop and it hit a stand that's in front of us. Yep. I'm Batman. That's me. That's hey. the one. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Specifically, check out our... I don't know. Have you tweeted anything recently? Uh, not particularly. I'm... Tweet something so that people can check out our Twitter. I'll at tweet Just something. Us Pod. I will tweet something. I will quote something. I will twat something. I was building to that. All right. At Just Us Losers Pod. That's the, that's the handle there. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what we do on there. I mostly avoid Twitter. Um, I usually rant about things occasionally. Yeah, if you want some good little mini Preston rants, that's a good place for it. What's the thing I can get mad about right now? The CW. I, I'm just. I'm always mad. What's something I can do different? Mad. What's something that recently has annoyed the fuck out of me? Oh, PSA. I put this on my Facebook. Harley Quinn and Joker is an obscenely abusive relationship. If you're planning to dress up as them for Halloween with, as a couple's costume, bear that in mind. I'm not going to tell you to not do it, but just know that they are not, quote, goals, unquote. Don't look at them as an adorable couple because he routinely beats the living fuck out of her. Everything's like, you can talk to a psychologist and ask, hey, what are everything horrible that can go wrong in a relationship? And they will basically describe, in essence, that relationship. Just bear that in mind. Don't be a fucking asshole. It's like, oh, we're so cute with the Joker and Harley Quinn. Ha, ha, ha. I will punch you in the face. Man, you ruined my joke. I had this whole joke that I was going to do and what you've been up to about how me and Hannah had got couples costume and it was Harley Quinn and Joker and we thought it was very cute and goals. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really have that? Yeah, because I saw amazing. your Facebook post and so I wanted to mess with What? You. I mean... No, the actual couples costume though we're doing, and this is legit, is um, I'm going to be uh, Meryl Streep's character from The Devil Wears Prada and she's going to be Emily Blunt's character who's like her manic assistant. That's amazing. Yeah. You're going to be Meryl Streep? Yep. Because apparently my sunglasses look like Meryl Streep's I agree. glasses in that movie. I agree. They yeah. do. <laughs> so we're going to bedazzle them a little bit and dress me Don't up. Don't dress as Harley, Quinn, <clears throat> and Joker for Halloween. Dickheads. Just that. Very good. Just very keep... good. That's very Twitter. Yep. Short, angry, and completely unbacked up. Yep. Exactly <laughs> what Twitter is. <laughs> All uh, right. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, so that's that. Matt, that's what that. you been up to? I've been moving into a new apartment. That's right. I saw Hannah Day. Yeah. That you was into her. weird. <laughs> I she like, exists. Did she, did, she, did she tell you like how, what my reaction was? No. I like looked up and was like, hey. <gasps> hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's fun Sounds to see right. a friend. It's fun to see a friend that you see maybe once every six months yeah. who lives. You know, I was going to say who lives within a close proximity. Who lives at the house that you go to weekly to pick up her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I never see her. Yep. Yeah. Well, she's kind of disappeared into her little hermit cave of studying for the past two years. Yeah. Um, but she's almost done. Almost done. Took part three of the CPA exam yesterday. Yeah, she's a smart feller. Yep. Smart smeller. Re- real smart cookie. 
Yep. Um, so you moved into a new apartment. Yeah, it's nice. It means I haven't been up to a whole lot of other stuff. Um, I read a little bit more of Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis. Good. More issues. It's good stuff. It's interesting stuff. Um, Daredevil's actually finally a character now. Yay! Because he basically didn't show up till the back half of the last issue of the first little sort of self-contained Because it was following a... Um... So uh, Ben Urich. Yeah. As the, he, the journalist. Yeah. And had J. Jonah Jameson in it. Um, oh, fun. That's fun. Yep. Um, I read... Oh, that's a delightful little noise that's probably going to sound kind of weird on the the actual mic thing. Probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I made a horrible discovery, and that's going to happen throughout the rest yeah. of the episode. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, I started reading... Uh, well, a combined reading order for Feast with Crows and Dance with Dragons. I was going to do the Feast with Dragons reading order, but then I did a little more research and I found a combined reading order I liked better. Um, Is it less back and forth and back and forth? It's less rearranging of the chapters. Oh, there's actually rearranging of the chapters? Yeah, because the chapters are not perfectly chronological in the books. Okay. Um and so there's a with the feast with dragons, which is a very involved one. It's much more strictly chronological. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of back and forth and a fair bit of rearranging between mm-hmm. the two books, um, or within the two books, I should say. So I found I think it's called the boiled leather version because it's from a blog about boiled leather. Interesting. Uh, uh, it's because uh, um, you'd know her as Yara, Theon's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh. She makes a joke about wearing boiled leather small clothes. Oh, okay. So I think that's where it comes from. Oh, wait. So is she a different name in the book? Yep. And I'm that's I'm blanking on it, which is stupid. really embarrassing. Yeah, it really I, is. It's not Arya, but it's something close enough to Arya to be that fair, they change it. A month ago, I actually, I don't think I ever told you, I actually blanked on who Nightwing's real name is. <laughs> which is the biggest the biggest smash to my ego i've ever discovered oh my gosh it was like it was like nightwing it's like oh well what's nightwing's real name and i'm like yeah. uh, dick oh god <laughs> it was it's embarrassing oh boy um anyway yeah I, i've so started this combined reading order it's uh it preserves the chronological order uh less so but it but it preserves the like actual book order more. Sorry, I just thought of this. It's one of those. Uh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I was thinking about it, like another person who could have been night who who has been Nightwing who could could have been Night- who has been Nightwing mm-hmm. was actually Superman because oh. Nightwing and Flamebird come from uh, Kryptonian legend. Mm. That's where Nightwing got the idea was he was talking to Superman and Superman and Jimmy Olsen. Uh, went at did something as nightwing and flame bird at one point so okay. the first nightwing ever was actually kal-el and i and i thought of like one of those things like you could absolutely gatekeep with that <laughs> like he was the first in nightwing and then any person who's casual like super super casual or like just doesn't so someone who doesn't know wouldn't know at all right who nightwing was someone who's casual would be like oh, dick grayson someone who's like super pretty knowledgeable might know it only someone who knows that specific fact for no fucking reason would actually know. <laughs> Case in point. That's the way to gatekeep. All right. Don't be a gatekeeper. If you're a gatekeeper, suck no. a dick. Continue. I'm, I apologize for interrupting like three times so far. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what was oh, I was saying? Uh, yeah, the, the boiled leather reading order of yep. um, Song of Ice and Fire books four and five 
is uh it's it's much closer to the actual book order which makes sense because germ picked his order for a reason yeah so want to preserve that up to a point um it cuts down on the jumping back and forth a little bit but at the same time keeps it reasonably chronological and it's very readable this Mm -hmm. way because it spreads out the chapters really well because a lot of people hate feast with crows feast feast for crows feast for crows feast of crows Feast, yeah. feast throughout crows a feast about crows a feast within crows gut bacteria people is very important yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh a lot of people hate a uh, feast for crows because it doesn't have point of view chapters for Tyrion or john or daenerys so People well, are stuck just like John. Oh no, John's dead in the, at the end of the last one. Yeah. yeah. So people are stuck trucking through this this long book with um, very little happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do get Cersei point of view finally, which is bat guano insane. Really? Yeah, she is completely nuts, and it's kind of fun the way he writes it. Because uh-huh. um, it, it it feels like a reasonably normal person's thought process, and then she'll just be like. My brother, he's in the walls. He's going to pop out of the walls and he's going to kill me. And she has to like calm herself back down. God damn. Yeah. She's she's full on nuts. And it's kind of, he writes it really well. Yeah. It's effective. Maybe it's just because he's nuts and he's just like spewing <laughs> what he thinks in the, in the book at that point. <laughs> Probably. He started as someone like Tyrion Lannister. He was like actually super intelligent when he started writing. Mm-hmm. And then he started going nutso and just started rambling about his brother coming out of the walls and then it's like producer just kind of like shoved that into a cersei book yep uh yeah um there's also that we're starting to get into the interesting Greyjoy politics um because balon dies i guess right at the very end of the third book start of the fourth book mm-hmm. um and so it, you get the conflict of all the brothers trying to fight stuff out decide who's going to be king and um yara wants to be queen and so we're just i'm just getting into the start of that stuff i'm yeah. not not too many chapters in so far um but euron has rolled up and he's a much better character in the books okay he might be the character the books did or the show did the most injustice to oh um i heard a great description once that uh germ set out to write most the most terrible awful character the most like horrifying villain easy to root against he could possibly come up with created joffrey mm-hmm. he thought, okay this joffrey guy he's pretty bad but i think we can one-up that one down that if it's your intention to be one-upping okay one up that he wants to one-up that and so he creates ramsey and ramsey is like the bigger badder even more evil guy in the in the show i definitely sometimes don't root against ramsey I perpetually root against Joffrey, but sometimes I'm like, you know, yeah. Ramsey's, but more of just like it's the actor. It's yeah. Well, dude, I mean, he's more, went, he's more charismatic. He's uh, Iwan, because it's it's like I W A N. It's not Ewan. Maybe it's Ivan. I don't he's know. like Swedish, isn't he? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna actually look up how to pronounce this. Uh, he's Welsh. Welsh. Um. Ewan. Ewan. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Well, he's yeah, he's really charismatic. Yeah. Um, but he's also definitely much more like of a good villain. Uh, and then so the theory goes. Then it's like, okay, this Ramsey guy, he's great. I think I got one more step up worse in me. And there's Euron. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this this theory goes on to describe how he's like. And the books go into some detail about his backstory. We're going to get more of, like, he basically his entire goal in life is to become a god. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, actually making progress towards that goal. Hmm. Um, he has a, a ship that's called the Silence that's painted red so that he can't see the blood. He has, it's also called the Silence because he cut out the tongues of everyone in his crew. Good. Um... He molested his brothers, his children. Good. Uh, he's probably going to try to control a dragon. Uh, he's probably going to try to challenge the drowned god to a fight. Good. So, yeah. He's, like, the big bad. Yeah. So that'll be fun. There's also no Night King in the book. That's right. I remember that. Sort of. I mean, there was there was a Night King. That. But he was like an old Lord Commander of the Night's Watch that became an other, mm-hmm. but not an actual like. There's no, no leader, so you can't. So the thinking is that they probably won't end up phantom menacing the, the actual yeah White Walker fight, which would be good. Yeah, it's unsatisfying. It's <sighs> never once has that been a satisfying way. To Still end can't something. think of that word. Which, you yeah. You were the one that. Yeah, we had the. the I can't even remember what the context was. Uh, the per a person that doesn't understand like the intricacies of plot and storytelling and just takes everything face value. A stupid person. <laughs> no. Uh, this, oblivious. The, the, uh, this um, is carried over from the last episode, I think. Right? I think that's the first. It might have been a couple episodes. A couple episodes ago, because then we had we it came back up. Mm-hmm. When we, what were we doing? We were driving around or something. No, we were watching a movie. It was at the house. Well, we watched Tinker, Ta- Tinker Taylor. Recently. It was when that. It was that when that came out because yeah. we were talking about showing our friends that. That's right. But particular friend of ours, which does lack this whatever word is. God, this is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a what a two week long. Just yeah. we can't think of this word. It really feels like it's got to be discernment. But it's not. You're insisting it's not. So, okay. Uh, anyway, Song of Ice and Fire. We watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. We did. Because we talked about it on our last episode randomly, apropos of nothing. And yeah. we were like, we should go watch this again. And so we did. Good. And it's so it's good. It's so good. It's so good. I pick up something every single time. Yeah. It's just like the, the, the discreet details, things like that. Just like, honestly... If you're not paying attention explicitly the entire time, you really don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Like it's a movie that goes out of its way to tell you as little as possible with words. There's yeah. so much that it has to communicate with like little looks between characters and focusing in on particular little elements and stuff. It's yeah. it's deliberately aggressively low on dialogue. Yeah. I think I think that works for it. I mean, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's aggressively low on do- dialogue. I think it's ag- aggressively low on unnecessary dialogue, which is something that I really, really appreciate when movies do. Is like when you're talking to a character who also knows what you know, you're not gonna be like, like so. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say to Matt like if we were at a church, 
uh, when we both understand that we have to record, but like, hey, we need to record our podcast that we do that was supposed to release on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say that. You'd just be like, fuck, we gotta, and then you would know. Yeah. And then we would move on. Just saying, fuck, we gotta, portrayed what we need to do. And if you've done a good job, and a good enough job with storytelling, the audience knows as well. Right. Um, or if the point is that you're not supposed to know, then you create that intrigue and you will explain it slowly through other fuck we got us. <laughs> Just gonna... losers the movie coming soon to theaters near you. <laughs> <laughs> the tagline, fuck we got us. <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's what I'm gonna start calling it. Like good, good dialogue writ- written movies. It's like, fuck we got a lines. Okay. Where there's not a subject, there's not a conclusion to it. It's just that you understand what each other's saying. All right. So, fuck, we got us. Cool. So, Matt, you can never <laughs> use that, <laughs> use that phrase. <laughs> ha It's a Preston exclusive. Uh, uh, what else? We fought a ducks. What? We fought a ducks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I version. hate you so much. I know. <laughs> Uh, is that all you went up to? Uh, I feel like I did some. Oh, I've been watching Good Place season three a little bit. Yay! Uh, just kind of put that on the background when I'm packing stuff or cleaning yep. stuff. Or That's fun. How far have you gotten? Uh, how many episodes are in the season? Nine? Thirteen? Probably thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. I'm probably eight or nine in. Okay, so you're starting to get to like where they are realizing that. Yeah. Something's already. Yeah. Yeah. Have they explained to you what is no? Because they. They really only explain actually what's going on last couple episodes. It's pretty good slow development into an actual thing that's happening, which is fun. Okay, I think they've explained the thing. We'll talk on the way back because I don't okay. want to spoil it because it's a really it's a really interesting twist on the entire premise. Um, well, this and, is a really int- interesting twist on the entire premise. Okay, so, so you I'm might have. There. I might. I might have. I don't know. I binged the entire season in one episode or one day because mm-hmm. I was at work and. I watched the whole thing because it's a pretty quick watch. 22-minute episodes. Yeah. So, um, it's on Netflix, so no ads. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's a little... Every, every season's a little different. Yep. This one's got its own spin on it, but it's it's still fun. Yeah. Um, I maintain that it's a little less deep than everyone wants to think it is, but... I mean, it's... it's a, Yeah, it's... It's a deep TV for popular audiences for, I guess. for that style like that among the rest of it is not is a little bit deeper than yeah what it's like uh really the only thing that people call it deep tv is it kind of makes you question your ideas of what the afterlife is like and it kind of questions religion which yeah. is really all it does it doesn't I mean, it mostly just like throws philosophy at the screen yeah it through a philosophy <laughs> professor <laughs> or no ethics but you get philosophy yeah. you get a lot of philosophy um which is kind of fun it's, yeah no it's a little bits yeah it's it's fun show it's a good show yep. it's a well-written show uh anything else uh, i think that's probably it i'm right. sure i'm gonna think of something else in a little bit here but probably uh i have i watched tinker taylor soldier spy oh how is it it's pretty good it was great yeah pretty good things yeah Had a lot of fuck we <laughs> <laughs> we fought a ducks, <laughs> <We> fought a <laughs> ducks. Hey, you know what? I'm going. I'm officially going with We Fought a Ducks. Yes, that's <laughs> that's so much better. Uh, well, because that's like that's along the same lines. Like, out of context, fucking what? Yeah, <laughs> We Fought a Ducks. <laughs> um, I also so I finished uh 
volume two of George Perez's run on Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. which is still great. Um, it's I'm realizing that I have a problem with the way that I do comics. Now that I've got that giant stack, mm-hmm. I have this mentality of fuck. I got to catch up. I got to just read through it. Uh, and I kind of miss stuff. Sit it's, there. Enjoy it. Yeah. And, and I kind of did that for the last couple of issues. Uh, like I realized that and I had two issues left of the comic. So I just like sat down and I just enjoyed it. And boy, was that, that brought me back to my initial experience with comics of actually enjoying the comics, which mm-hmm. I guess is something that just kind of happens with, that's just something that happens with people's passions is you start off and it's, it's fresh. It's exhilarating. It's, uh, yep. it's, uh, it's orgasmic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, a little bit. People uh, love new things. Yeah. I'm and so excited to build a bookshelf tomorrow and, and just orgasm all over your bookshelf. Exactly. It's, it's a black bookshelf. That's going to look really terrible. It's going to stain. Better to build a bookshelf than buy one from Gumtree. <laughs> I understood that reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was a fuck for, uh, we fucking ducks. Uh, or no, we, (laughs) (laughs) damn it. We fought a ducks. Wow. That was a, Oh boy. We're really fighting the ducks. on. Oh boy. (laughs) Um, no, but I, uh, I definitely, uh, that, that just kind of happens with passions, I guess, is you like, you get really excited at the beginning and you, you, you enjoy it a lot. And then you cut, it just kind of becomes routine. Mm-hmm. Um, probably happens with music too. Like well, it does oh, yeah. happen with music. Yeah. It's happened with me with drums twice. You just get into your practicing rhythm. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like you you don't even really play anymore. Like mm-hmm. you just kind of it's it's especially with a lot of hobbies comes skill, and you've gotten to that skill where it's no longer a challenge and just kind of there. Right, um, where you to improve, you'd have to put in a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually what I'm noticing with drums lately. Is I'm learning Buddy Rich's uh uh one-handed roll which if you are interested in knowing what that is it's a very difficult technique to be able to do uh very fast playing with one hand Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot of dexterity with it's so with drums there's limb independence which is i can move my my kick drum i can move my hi-hat i can move my right arm i can move my left arm all doing different things and that's how drummers at a drum set work uh this takes finger independence, mm. which is being able to, it's, it's not exactly finger independence. It's getting a rhythm where your fingers are almost exclusively moving differently. Um, it's very difficult and I am not very far on it. On but the plus side, it probably makes you really great at masturbating. I'm not going to entertain that because I had a comment <laughs> that was going to be very re- revealing, but I think there is a line with this podcast and I, I almost crossed it. I, I'm deciding where that line is. And that is becoming very revealing about that. Uh, um, kind of feels revealing in and of itself right there. Yeah. But I wasn't, it's like saying that there's something revealing is bo- is in front of the line. It's true. But actually revealing it is beyond the line. Yeah. Uh, but so with comics, like I just kind of sat there and I enjoyed it. Uh, so that was and I remember it actually a lot more mm-hmm. rather than just like, getting the broader scope of things of like, uh, Ares went nuts. And then, um, apparently dark side fought new Genesis and the new Genesis had to leave because dark side destroyed new Genesis. So all the, what did I say? Dark side. Not new Genesis, not new Genesis. Um, uh, what's the fucking Roman gods, Greek gods, Zeus? Olymp- Olympus. Olympus. Uh, he fought Olympus, destroyed uh. Olympus, and then they had to do a big old exodus to a new place. So a big old migration thing, something like that. 
But then I reread these ones, and I actually got a lot about Ixium, Ixios, like the assassin mm-hmm. who's tied to the Great Wheel and stuff like that. Like, there's a whole thing about that, and I actually remember all that. Um, and then, so I finished that one, and I try to split up what I'm reading, especially when they're that giant chunks like that. So I didn't read Volume 3. I started back on Earth 2, which is the new 52 run of, like, the Justice Society with Jay Garrick, Flash, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, uh, Hawkman, it's actually Hawk Girl in this one, uh, Dr. Fate, stuff like that. Um, and it's a revamped run on them that ends up with a thing called World's End, which is basically the uh, first giant attack of Darkseid that then leads into the Darkseid Wars in Earth-1. Um, realized that I'm actually missing three volumes that I need of the Earth-2 run to actually read Oops, Earth-2. So I stopped that because uh, I don't have money, so I can't buy them. And then I decided to go ahead and start reading Hellboy. Hey. I took it from the stack and I set it on my nightstand and then you showed up. Okay. <laughs> so Well, that's progress. That's 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 what I'm about to start reading. Okay. Um I also what else have I done? Fucking nothing. Studied. School time. School. Yep. Hey, it's school. I'm tired of this semester. My upper body hurts like hell because I got a really good workout yesterday. That's good. But that's it. That's All everything right. I've done. Uh, news. We're at 25 minutes. Holy okay. shit. Okay. Good thing there's not a lot of news. Uh, let's see. Um, Matt, come on. You got to be on top of this. <laughs> uh, I don't fucking know what news is happening. Knives Out is getting good reviews. The festival. Oh, that's, uh, that's Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson with uh, Chris Evans. And Daniel Craig. And Daniel and Craig. And I think Christopher Plummer. And probably a bunch of other people. It's got a kind of ridiculous cast. We need to watch it before a Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's getting, it's getting really good reviews. Uh, it's a movie I've kind of been looking forward to. People have been calling it a, like just a really good modern whodunit. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, those are fun re tinker taylor soldier spy yeah except that's sort of a sophisticated one and this is probably going to be more of an energetic fun one but um yeah i'm excited about this uh it's got oh jamie lee curtis and tony collette and anna Niarmas and michael shannon we need to get our joker tickets yeah Ooh, we get to get our joker tickets <laughs> Hi- joker coming out. yep um let's see uh people are liking jojo rabbit uh, okay <laughs> it's taika watiti's new movie oh oh that's the hitler one right where yeah he plays hitler. <laughs> i was thinking like uh jessica rabbit like whatever the who killed peter oh, or who killed roger rabbit roger rabbit yeah i never saw that i probably should um this is not news as much as just wild speculation but ian mcdarmid and hayden christensen keep popping up in public together yeah so there's speculation that we might get him turning back up in the Rise of Skywalker. Meh. Oh, they and the Disney shut down a Star Wars panel. Yeah, because of that. Apparently, uh, I'm intrigued. Um, so I I don't know if that means anything. I'm not gonna read too much into it until the trailer comes out. Would you like to see Hayden Christensen in Rise of Skywalker? depends on the uh capacity that we see him mm-hmm. uh it is highly likely if we're getting a poltergeist have we talked about that 
uh briefly let's go over it again um so in lore in star wars lore so there's force ghosts which are like obi-wan and darth vader and stuff like that uh not darth vader anakin technically and yoda the good guys the good guys those are force ghosts uh in star wars lore sith can actually also come back and embody themselves but they they're embodied as a poltergeist rather than a benevolent force ghost that's helpful person yeah they haunt they haunt a place they haunt a place and that's what the what everyone's like everyone who knows this assumption is going on with palpatine where it's just that kind of creepy laugh with like the echoey and stuff like that Mm -hmm. is um they he this is absolutely gonna fucking happen especially if they show lore or they stick to lore they show a shot of the crashed death star yep they're gonna go in there explore there's going to be a Palpatine. Ah, and then that's probably where my theory comes in of what's going to happen with Rey is that she's going to be like, okay, I have to learn the dark side of the force. We're mm-hmm. going to go find this crash place. Know that Palpatine's there. Learn the force from him. I'm going to trick him into thinking that I'm going dark side. I'm going to have my double edged dark black fl- or red lightsaber and then move mm-hmm. on. Um, that's my estimate. Uh, we need to, I think at some point after the first trailer comes out, we should do kind of a half an episode on, our trailer, our uh, our theories at that point, and we yep. could probably do like since this is the last one, they're gonna have to conclude stuff. So mm-hmm. there's really good movement for a really good uh, area for um, theories. So we could do a bunch of minisodes every time they release a trailer, kind of mm-hmm. our theories of what's gonna happen. Let's do it. Um, but so that's what the that's what that whole thing is. So we're probably gonna see him. Also, technically, if you look at the Star Wars movies, not chronologically, but canonically chronologically mm-hmm. like if you just look at first episode as episode one and that's the first movie right we have seen hayden christensen since the prequels because of the changed uh jedi right uh so it's probably going to be something like that where oh but we're we're probably going to get like just the lineup of force ghosts like yoda's still around obi-wan's still around luke's going to be definitely going to be able to be around yeah, Anakin was able to apparently, if violating all lore, just come back as a Force ghost. Because it took Obi Wan to be able to do that. It took him like nineteen years on Tatooine talking to Qui Gon, mm-hmm. and Qui Gon it took like twenty years talking to Yoda yep. after Yoda had figured it out him fucking himself <laughs> with his nine hundred years old. Yep. Um. So yeah, somehow cool. Darth Vader knew how to do it um because he's space jesus don't doubt that palpatine uh could figure it out slash stole the knowledge from plagueis um because he, he was plagueis's right that's that's heavily implied yeah and i think it's been confirmed in non-canon stuff mm. worst time ever to take a drink yep middle really of bad me. yeah exactly <laughs> middle of me silence, talking so that's nice uh <laughs> but that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, that's the poltergeist thing. So, yep. Um, we got to be getting that trailer soon. We're probably going to. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was really figuring it was going to be Monday night football yesterday. Yeah. I mean, we've um, already had D 23, which is typically when they do the first trailer. Yeah. Not second teaser. Well, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause they'll do a teaser in the spring and then at star Wars celebration, they'll do kind of a behind the scenes video mm-hmm. Then they'll do a second trailer at D 23. So they must be just a little behind schedule on that. Mm-hmm. Probably just putting effects together more. When's New York Comic Con? I don't know. I doesn't matter. There were also two Monday Night Football games last yesterday. Yeah. So maybe 
There will be one on next Monday, and we'll get it then. That'd be hilarious. What's that? They drop it at like a high school football game. <laughs> like they just find a high school that's like just big enough to have a screen. Mm-hmm. Like it's not one of those giant uh, high schools that are in Texas, but it's like it's it's a small school relatively in like Montana or something. But it's just big enough to have a screen at their stadium. Mm-hmm. They're just like, hey, look, our Star Wars trailer. <laughs> It's like fucking what? First time it shows up on the internet is a bunch of like fans holding, trying to hold up their phones yeah. in time. <laughs> uh, anyway, good. Anyway, uh, do you got anything else? Uh, I mean, not particularly. Uh, for those who care, Letterkenny season seven's coming to uh, Hulu in uh, October fourteenth. Yeah, which I'm super excited about. You need to watch it. It's really funny. I finished the first season. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you not like it? I enjoyed it just fine. I just wasn't super motivated to keep going. Gotcha. It's it's hilarious to me, honestly. Uh, nothing else really in particular. Apparently, Joker first re. Oh, we talked about that last. We talked about that last week. People uh, loving Joker. Uh, nothing else. All right. I yeah. have one more thing. Uh, we got a Doctor Sleep trailer. Fuck. Did we? Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not Doctor Strange. I know that. No, okay. Doctor Sleep, like the Shining sequel. Right. Yeah. With Ewok McGillan. With Ewok Magoo <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Fuck, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I never read the book. Apparently, there's like a... It's it's grown up uh, little Danny Torrance from The Shining. Come play with us, Danny. They show back up in the trailer. Oh, some, good. Some girls do. Um, Literally like the creepiest part of the movie. <laughs> it's kind of saying something um so he's he's grown up now he's grown up into obi-wan uh and he goes around trying to recruit other force users this is what happens between revenge and hope yes (laughs) what if this is the obi-wan show this is the obi-wan show (laughs) we talked about what i want to happen with the obi-wan that's oh the last episode is when i came up with that right yeah uh yeah i don't know enough about this to know if it's gonna be good or not um all the fucking good news happened last week yeah (laughs) (laughs) it uh it looks like it's gonna lend itself to some of the worst of the stephen king isms yeah which was hey this was a book segue damn it (laughs) that was a book yeah okay i wasn't sure um yeah no segue we're talking about stephen king this week because Stephen sting we got that trailer and fun coincidence he actually just released a new book today really and fun coincidence except this is not a coincidence this is why we planned it it chapter two comes out yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we actually planned this shit guys we we sit down and we just look at like the next six months of when movies are coming out and look go like ah dora the explorer movie is coming out what should we do for that week? Uh, childhood killing movies? <laughs> is, that, is that what we're doing for that one? That or do we bypass that one for That already one? came out. That already came out? Yeah. Oh. We, we pushed that one. We, we have that topic, but I don't remember what it's attached yeah. to. Yeah. Something. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no. Um, he just released a new book today. Uh, it's already got a TV deal. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> you can... Uh, How much you want to bet the book was not ready, but he wanted that money? He does not need that money. Okay, let's do try that many, again. Do you know how how many, much you want to bet that movie wasn't re- or that book wasn't ready, but the studio was like, "Fucking release it, or we will slit your throat." I don't want to bet that much because the New York Times gave it a rave review, said it might have been his book be- best book ever. Book best ever? 
At least the scariest book ever. Boost back, boost bet ever. Yep. Bet boot boobs. Yep. I made a funny joke today. Okay. Andrew called me sugar tits over text, and I said, "Hey, that's Doctor Sugar Tits to you. Don't you fucking dare disrespect my pH double D." <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of that one. Uh, very good. Uh, yeah, no. So you released this new book, The Institute. It's about. Uh, oh, I wonder what that's about. It's about an institute where uh, kids get kidnapped and. Uh, kids with telekinetic powers get kidnapped and put there and had experiments done on them. I like how his titles are very simple. Yeah. And pretty much not very, like, experimental from what actually, like, goes on. Exactly. Like, Pet Cemetery. wonder what that's fucking about. The Shining. Well, that's the thing. It's either... He's, he's got some It's either exclusively the, uh, the locale or something that the... A, a person calls an event because yep. it happening the shining the dead zone the dead zone um, the mist tommy knockers yeah stuff like that yeah uh you know what just to pad this runtime let's read the title of every single novel he ever wrote carrie let's pad this fucking run time. Lot, like 35 minutes the shining right now i'm gonna stop this there's 61 novels you read them the really fast Carrie Salem's Law, The Shining Rage, The Stand of the Long Walk, The Dead Zone, Firestarter, Roadwork, Cujo, The Running Man, The Dark Tower, The Gunslinger, Christine Pet Cemetery, Cycle of the Whalewolf, The Talesman, The Eyes of the Dragon Thinner, It, Dark Tower 2, The Drawing of the Three, Misery, The Tommy Knockers, The Dark Half, The Stand, Dark Tower 3, The Wastelands, Meeple Things, Gerald's Game, Dolores Claiborne, Insomnia, Rose Matter, The Green Mile, Desperation, The Regulators, Dark Tower 4, Wizard and Glass Bag of Bones, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, Dreamcatcher, Black House from a Buick 8, The Dark Tower 5, Wolves of the Kala. Kala? <laughs> dark tower six song of Susanna. dark tower seven the dark tower uh the colorado kids sell long wait story. what the dark tower seven the dark tower yep the dark tower seven colon the dark tower apparently they don't reach it till then star wars episode seven star wars <laughs> what the fuck and none of them had a colon up until then? No, they all had a colon. Oh, they all did. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I was hearing... Dark Tower 5, colon, Wolves of the Kaya? Gotcha. Kala? Uh, Cell, Lazy Story, Blaze, Duma Key, Under the Dome, 112263, The Dark Tower, The Wind Through the Keyhole, Joyland, Dr. Sleep, Mr. Mercedes, Revival, Finders Keepers, and Watch, Gwendy's Button Box, Sleeping Beauties, The Outsider, Elevation, The Institute. There we go. Nailed it. Did you? <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> kind of messy. Uh, yeah, so he's he's written uh, about 60 novels. What's his rate of release average? Uh, so he started releasing in 1974 with Carrie, which was apparently he, was... he thought was a terrible idea for a book. And he was so not excited about it, but his friend pushed him to finish it and publish it. That was 45 years ago. So he's more than one a year. Okay. For damn 45 years plus a couple hundred george r R. martin take fucking note (laughs) god well in fairness uh stephen king most of his books are a lot more self-contained and less intricate in terms of plot that's a good point i mean self-contained is kind of the wrong word he's uh, most of his stuff is actually in a shared universe that's right i've heard about that yeah like uh it actually i'm still reading it um I thought I would save that from the what you've been up to to this. I haven't finished it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm still working on it. Uh, there's a little – the way he structures it is it, it, like, flashes back and forth between the kid's story and the adult story. Mm-hmm. But in between, he does these little dairy interludes 
which are sections from a book that one of the grown-up versions of the kid is writing about dairy and about like its history and one of the interludes is about an all-black bar from world war ii era or maybe even before then long time ago mm-hmm. um this no yeah this would have been late 20s actually because so definitely not world war ii yeah 27 <laughs> well 27 years before the the 50s and it because it's cycles of 27 years gotcha yeah so it would have been i guess early late 20s early 30s probably early 30s um yeah there's this all black bar for soldiers because they got kicked out of the white guys bar and so they started their own basically in a shack and it got really popular and then the clan came and burned it down because it's a stephen king novel and everyone's evil um not everyone there's the irredeemably good characters and the irredeemably bad characters that's about it and that's a gross oversimplification but you know anyway not the point of the story the point of the story is one of the soldiers the um helps is one of the one of the black soldiers is a guy named dick halloran who's the guy what a dick from the shining the oh. not the main guy the the old guy the old like caretaker guy who also has the shining and tells danny about it oh yeah is he the guy that tells danny to not go into the room that he goes into yes okay he's that guy and he gets them out of that fire. Fun fact, haven't seen the movie. Totally read the Wikipedia page for it for this. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Woo! Research! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he gets them out of that fire in it, in the past, because he can tell what the safest way out is, because he's got The Shining. Fucking hell, dude. And they don't make that explicitly clear. It's just like a little one-second thing, or like a little one-sentence thing of um, this other character describing it to the author as like yeah the fire was really big over here but but dick he said okay we got to go this way we got to go through here and my god we went that way and it was okay and we got through out into the open okay and so it's just it's a really cool little detail there's lots of little crossovers and references like that i love dick that's good i'm i'm glad of that fact uh, I'm just giving it to whoever wants to like. If ever we get, if we ever get like super popular, mm-hmm. and someone goes through and takes out of context things, I'm just giving it to them. I'm not even putting things in context. I'm just saying sentences with a good chunk of silence before and a good silence after. Yep. So that they can just be like, ah, Preston loves dick. <laughs> then you can take that one too. Supercut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you make a supercut of all the weird shit I've said. Yeah. That's a super duper cut. That's a hyper cut. Yep. <laughs> All uh, right. Anyway. Any other shared... What are the other things that are in that universe? Is there... Uh, well, Derry, Maine, which is where it is set, yep. pops up a lot. It gets referenced. There's okay. a couple other stories. A lot of stories are set in Castle Rock. Just in, like, Dark Tower 3, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, some weird shit's happening in Derry. <laughs> and then that's it. It's just, like, some stupid connection. <laughs> I haven't read any of the Dark Tower books, so I can't comment on how they cross over. And Have you ever wanted to just read all of his books? I kind of do. I've read a fair few. Like, I've probably read 20 of them. New Orleans trip. Bring, like, two of them and just all right. read them. That's what I'm like, doing with comics. Yeah, I'm no. probably not going to get through any of this giant stack I have before spring break. Yep. Which is in, like, what, seven months? Something like so that. So I will just take all of those comics and just read all the comics the entire... And you and I could just sit in a dark room and just... Not, dark room with both of us with a single candle to like <laughs> light our book and we're just reading. And I was like, hey, we're going to, we're going to the 
Cafe du Mont. You want to go? And we're like, <laughs> like reading books. Bunch of fucking nerds. Yep, pretty much. Just yeah. us losers in that room. Yep. So that actually kind of brings me to an interesting point that I wanted to, to get to. Stephen King is probably the author who makes me most want to get a library card. That's a that's like a good praise. It is. It's also a bit of a criticism because I don't want to own any of his books. I don't want to have to pay for them. Uh, but I want to read point. them. Yeah, he's super readable. Um, but he's got enough flaws that I don't care enough. He's he's great light reading for me. Uh huh. Um, not to say that he's light. He's a very dark dude. <laughs> um, I remember one short story of his i ever read that was very uplifting how many short stories does he have about 200 fucking hell yeah uh, <laughs> uh he's he he probably writes more words in a year than some authors do in a lifetime jesus some famous authors harper lee anyone okay she wrote the first book put it into a have you, did you ever watch the rest of that randy uh randy no. the novel so he actually talks about this. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a messed up story. He so she writes. What's the the new one? Uh, Ghost at a Watchman. Go, she writes Ghost at a Watchman. Goes, this is fucking garbage, and then puts it in a safe de- safety deposit box or some shit like in a it's just away somewhere, and then writes uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. By the way, bar none, the best title of author like author title like ghost in a watchman and how to kill a mockingbird like it, it's uh, to me it's the best way of like putting a metaphor for a book because they never mentioned like, i don't think they ever mentioned like killing a mockingbird yeah, in they the, do. do they atticus explains it oh fuck it's been forever um i actually never read it ah. it was one of those books we had to read in school ergo didn't read it um yeah. no did read of mice and uh mice and men Okay, um, that's good. That's a good one. Just count to three. Think of the bunnies and count to three. Oh. Fucking only time I've ever cried while reading. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to do that to me? <laughs> um, so she so she writes How to Kill a Mockingbird. How to, ki- to Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. God damn. How uh, to Kill a Mockingbird is... With a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot it wildly into a tree. You just start hearing random noises all different. Just start shooting. Um, yeah. Releases that. And basically, so there's a guy, a comedian called Randy Feltface. He's a puppet. That's hilarious, actually. Australian. That's comedian. where we got the don't buy a, a, a bookshelf from book Gumtree. Gumtree. Yep. That's that's that. That's a funny story. Yep. Um, so go go listen to his stuff. Go listen to Randy writes a novel. But uh, so he talks about how like uh, the sister, her sister, Harper Lee's sister, was really the last line of defense between her and this dickhead of a lawyer mm-hmm. who, when his sister, when her sister died. He shows up and Randy does it much more hilariously. Basically, fist fucks Harper Lee into releasing that book. And he's like, how can I fist fuck an old lady into getting me more money? And by releasing that book. Yeah. Um, and Harper Lee is a crippled old lady who, like, is, like, has dementia. Yeah, she's and, pretty like, senile at that point. She is not... Yeah, not okay. And him releasing that book was really sad. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, Him writing so much shit. 
but yeah, also that's right he writes he writes so much yeah um but yeah also so, you oh, wanted yeah. to get my point about a library card yeah. yeah i would i would love to read all of his books because they're so fun you can just sit down and read 50 pages in an evening and it doesn't take that long because mm-hmm. he's not super dense prose wise yeah um it's the lack of adverbs that does it yeah that's that's something i talked about have you last found week. any adverbs well yeah there's a few you yeah. can't get a, you can't write a book without adverbs he's not nonsense he's not some artsy fartsy guy trying to write a book without the letter e or something that happened a few times oh my god yeah how the fuck does it happen badly how do you have articles <laughs> they have pronouns you really don't you like, just call everyone by their name and you name everyone abigail pretty sure abigail uh depends on your spelling does it yeah there's like a b e gale and then like an e at the end there's some I don't believe you. Listen, there's That's like nonsense. <laughs> there's fucking millennials putting Y's where E's should be and like S's where Q's should be. There's some bullshit with our generation. The first one was real, the second one is an exaggeration. <laughs> Just fucking go with it. Okay. Humor is about exaggeration. <laughs> well, I was thinking, are they naming their kids after the um, Press famous, Quinn. <laughs> Are they naming their kids after the, the famous character from Jaws? Swint? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh oh my eyes itch there's gonna be you know how they're naming people after game of thrones characters swinton oh. martell <laughs> who you he, he doesn't even show up in the show who yeah. martell quentin yeah not, uh, not in the show he dies horribly <laughs> shocker like more horribly than most oh good <laughs> what happens to him uh he gets burned to by a dragon and then dies in agony slightly later that doesn't make any sense. Isn't Dragonfire supposed to be like fucking insanely murderous immediately? Yeah. On like the show. even at a distance. Oh. Okay. At this point they're smaller dragons. This is when they're still caged up in Marine. So so a fucking dragon just kinda coughs a little bit of fire on his arm and it like kinda slowly catches him on fire. No, like it, it burns him. Yeah. It burns him up pretty good and he's huh. basically covered head to toe in third degree burns and spends a couple days dying in agony. It's a good read. I can think of worse ways. Yeah, no, yeah. Being me. Yeah, I'm slowly dying, and it's just like, however, like if I die at eighty, it's just been eighty years of agony. Yep, <laughs> eighty years and nine months. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Stephen King library card books. What a weird episode this one is. My yeah. eyes are itching like fuck, and I'm mildly buzzed because I forgot that, that beer was eleven point eight percent. Oh, that's got some hits. Woo! It. Yeah. No. Uh, going back to a point I was making earlier, I think one of the the flaws of Stephen King. I don't know. Flaws is a strong word. He's at his weakest when he gets really supernatural because he loves to get built, caught up in his own world building and mythology and stuff. But he also likes to set his stories in the real world, uh-huh. with relatively real characters. So, like, except for the irredeemably good characters. Yeah, and that's that's kind of an overstatement. But he very much does separate the world into like these are the good guys, these are the bad guys, these are the bystanders. Gotcha. Um, and. Like, it's it's so explicit in it, because one of the underlying themes is kind of destiny, and all of these kid characters are tied to the this destiny to fight the evil that is it, and the evil permeates the town, and it makes the bad people worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a point where, like, another kid that's kind of friends with some of them just hangs out with some of them for a little while, and one of the characters, like, three or four times over the course of the chapter thinks... 
yeah, this kid wasn't really here in the same way we were. He was kind of just a bystander on this trip of destiny. What a dick! <laughs> and it's, I, I don't know. It feels like something I would say about you in front of you. Yeah, probably. Like, so, <laughs> for people that don't, haven't, like, I think I've talked about this a couple times. Yep. We have this, like, kind of running joke in our friend group where Matt just gets roasted out of nowhere. So, like, I'll be talking to Nick, and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, you're, uh, beard's looking good i'm like matt's and matt's like 30 feet away sitting in the sitting in the living room and she's like hey <laughs> just for i no, heard that for no reason just roasting matt yeah. and that sounds like something i would say it's just like yeah we were all hanging out except matt wasn't really there like the rest of us it's like why was that necessary <laughs> i don't know that's the only one that gets consistently roasted and it's you know purely by me it's because you show affection through hating people <laughs> And being mean to them, and because you love me the most. What a way to twist that. <laughs> I'm an eternal optimist. Some days. <laughs> Some days. And it's not particularly eternal. It's true. You're an internal. Today I'm eternally optimistic. You're a maternal optimist. You're someday a I'll, girl. Someday I'll be a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I shall mother my own dragons. Something that was a pretty good female voice. It's a bit soft. It's better yeah. than my other attempts at a female voice. You know, D and D, I have to kind of make the female voices, mm, but yep. they're just higher pitched. That was not my attempt at an actual female Good. voice. Thank that was they're just higher pitched. There we go. <laughs> I hate myself. You should. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I was going to talk about just some of the weird stuff he does, where he gets a little wrapped up in his own. Let's mythology. do it. Um. So the stand, which is actually one of his very first books um is stand yeah it's not that stand it's a massive like 800 page post-apocalyptic novel um where it's like a mythical battle between good and evil but the bad guy's a cowboy that's possibly i think i think he's explicitly the same character sort of a version of the same character that's the bad guy from uh the dark tower series matthew mcconaughey character okay that terrible movie that no one saw with uh, that Andrew terrible Selba. black actor that nobody likes. Yeah, that terrible. No, he's 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 terribly sexy. That's what he is. Oh damn. Mm. Oh damn. Yeah. Ah, you got really wet real quick. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but it's, it's just got a real wet it, mouth. Is that from? I don't think I want to know. Anyway, the stand, it's like this big giant battle between good and evil. And there's like this old grandmotherly lady that sort of represents the, the power of good and light. Um, and it's just hyper allegorical. Mm-hmm. And when he gets caught up in that mythology, it sort of loses momentum. Uh, just it gets it gets a little too weird. It's a it's a really good story. And it's sort of, I think, one of the best versions of his getting really out there um with the the mythology and the weirdness because it's a more out there setting by putting it post-apocalyptic you can get away with a little more Mm -hmm. um something like for example from a buick 8 is a little bit less so because this one um from a buick 8 from a buick 8 it's a buick 8 car i mean i got that because i know what a fucking buick is uh it's also a portal (laughs) to another dimension Oh, good. Okay. So there's this car, and nobody knows where it came from, but it's also a portal to another dimension. And so sometimes if you go in the garage where the car is parked, 
you get sucked into this other dimension and eaten. Oh, all right. So that sounds like something that one happened to me. Is it painful eating? I don't know. People just uh, there's like a couple of people that go there and manage to make it back, and they kind of just show up and it's all bleak and there's like torn up clothes from the people before. Interesting. Yeah. Either that, or it's just a super horny world, and it's an orgy, and they were so excited that... Every time a person shows up, they're like, oh, yeah! Just rips off the clothes. Let's do... Oh, God! Scare the shit out of me. Oh, that was good timing. (laughs) Scare the shit out of me. My dad just walked in the door. (laughs) I don't know what it was about, like... If it was what I was saying or the fact that I'm just kind of my mindset is in Stephen King right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that helps. <laughs> Jesus. It also didn't help that he was wearing a white shirt and like light khaki pants. So he kind of blended into the wall. Yep. Until like he hit the red uh, acoustic pads. Yep. <laughs> just like suddenly there. <laughs> Woo! Okay, my heart is racing right now. Yep. Moving on or continuing, depending uh, on what Matt wants to do, because this is his episode. Yeah, uh, continuing a little bit. Um, like insomnia is another one that's kind of a little less successful of his. It's um, uh, the themes are interesting because it's like an old guy, and it starts out with him, I think, just retired. I haven't read this since high school. Um, it's like my dad. Yeah, and <laughs> he suddenly starts seeing these people who look like doctors, but they go around with these giant snipper things and. People have balloons coming out of them, and they snip the balloons. What's with people die. Stephen King and balloons? Did he have some weird fucking experience when he with balloons when he was like eight? No, but one of his kid, one of his friends as a kid, got hit by a train in front of him. God damn! Yeah, like dead immediately. Yeah. Fuck. He doesn't remember it. Apparently, traumatized him. Well, then how does he keep saying uh, they talk about it? Because. Uh, he went out to play with that kid. He came home, like, unable to speak, super traumatized. Next day in the newspaper, local boy hit by train. Oh, uh, gotcha. So he doesn't, like, remember watching it happen, but yeah. has he ever tried to go to therapy to probably. turn it into he's a probably, book? He's probably been to a lot of therapy. That's definitely true. He's kind of had... You know, what if he doesn't write any books? He just, like, talks about shit that happens in his head and the therapist writes it down. <laughs> That'd be that'd be something. I mean, he's he's kind of rounded into oh, it. Time to go to bed. Okay, I guess I'm carrying the rest of this episode. Uh, he's kind of settled into sort of just a normal suburban life. I think he's happily married. He's got a kid who's now writing books of his own. Um, does he have to snore though? That's the question. <laughs> uh, no, but he had a while where he was just doing so much cocaine. Max- <laughs> maximum <laughs> overdrive. What a shift. Yeah, he settled into suburbia life, has his has his wife, has a kid who's grown up, and he did lots of cocaine younger. Yeah. What? Younger? When he was younger? When he I was missed younger. a few words. <laughs> you fought those ducks. I fought the, I fucked those ducks. <laughs> uh no, uh yeah, he um you, do you know maximum overdrive? Do you know what that is? I know what maximum ride is. Not that. Oh, uh, it's the Can movie... you imagine if Stephen King's child wrote Maximum Ride, like wrote like the most young adult novel ever? <laughs> that'd be brave. That'd be something. Uh, no, that's the that's the only movie he ever directed, um, and he apparently doesn't remember very much of it because he did so much cocaine. That is hilarious. In the eighties, um, it's apparently really bad. Uh, like you're scrolling through the 
there's a, there's a list on Wikipedia of all the film adaptations of his books. It's about fifty. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of just going along, going along. It's like good numbers, good numbers, good numbers, and then seventeen percent on that one. Fucking hell. Which apparently just all the cocaine. I haven't seen it. I've seen some clips. Um, all the machines in the world turn evil and decide to attack humans. Um, wow, that's an original idea. Well, I guess in the '80s it kind of is. Yeah, because first Terminator didn't come out until late '80s, did it? I think I think this was before the first Terminator. It was like close. First Terminator was like '89. Uh, no, '84. Okay, four. Fuck. Wrong. Second um, Terminator was '89. Yeah, but it was based Maybe. on it was based on a short story he wrote. Uh, and that short story came out in 1973. So that was before the fucking MacBook or the Mac Macintosh. Yeah. That's before Windows and Macintosh, yeah. Yep, it's a book called Trucks, and the trucks, it's it's a short story at a truck stop, and the trucks start attacking people. Robots in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was definitely before the first Transformers movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure, yep. Um, was there any, like, terrible Transformers movies before Transformers? Surely there was. Like, live action, like, attempts at it. A live action, I don't think so. Really? Uh, no one tried it? Plenty of cartoons. Oh, yeah, definitely. And cartoons were apparently pretty good. Yeah. Um, I never saw them. I don't know. Uh, well, I think it started as, tra- like, a cartoon. Yeah. 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 Um, then the toys that I always wanted but never got because my parents were the worst. Parents were the worst. They bought me so many instruments. All the instruments I own, they bought for me yeah. <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> Not just buying out of nowhere. All my Christmas, pre- all my Christmas and birthday presents were them just furthering the indoctrination of me into music. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. That's probably something I could talk about therapy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what a weird episode this is. It really it's is. The theme. Yep. Uh, well, this is a good segue into film adaptations of Stephen King, which I think is where you come in a little bit more. You've seen it, the new one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Preston, I've been talking about the books of which you've read none. I'm going to get you a little more involved and talk about the movies of which you've seen one. <laughs> uh, of uh, the 50, you went from 0% to 2%. <laughs> making my way up there, guys. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh I've I mean I've seen vast chunks of The Shining on TV. Um I watched uh what are other movies by him? I've seen bits of Birds. My mom is shouting in the kitchen right that's now. That's Hitchcock. Oh, uh, that's uh what's the Crows? I don't think he did anything like that. I saw that. the ending of The Mist, which is not accurate to the book. No, um, but it's a great ending. It's a good ending. I much prefer that ending over what I heard the book was. Yeah, the, um, I mean the book endings. The book endings okay. All yeah. things told, it, they just it die, works. don't they? No, they just drive off into the mist. Uh, I like the idea that like, it's kind of one of those. Uh, I had an example and it completely disappeared. Moving on, uh, and I did watch it, and I remember all of it. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what other adaptations were there that I may have seen. What are like the big uh, Shawshank Redemption? I saw the beginning of that oh man you haven't seen shawshank redemption that's like it's the number one i know it's, it's that's the stephen it, king yeah it's a it's a i guess a novella 
Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that was a Stephen King. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. This dude, like, he kind of gets p- pigeonholed into sort of the supernatural horror stuff. He's not really that. There's like Mr. Mercedes, which is sort of a cop cop thriller. And there's Shawshank Redemption, which mm-hmm. is like a prison movie. Um, Green Mile, which is also sort of a prison movie. That's him. Yeah. Fuck. I saw. I've seen Green Mile. It's a really good book too. I think it's a better book than movie. Um, Shawshank it's Redemption. Great until universe. fucking starts vomiting. What was it again? Flies. Yeah. Weird moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you said, he gets a little carried away with this supernatural, yeah. and that tends to. That's crazy. How many, what other movies are there? Um, let's see. I didn't realize those were Stephen King. I guess. Hey, I learned something today. Hey, there we go. Uh, you wouldn't have seen Gerald's Game. That one's really good, though. Net, it's a Netflix original. That one's good because it's got no supernatural. Cool. Right. Which is kind of where he's at his best. Okay. Um, misery well i go back and forth between misery and the shining being my favorite Mm -hmm. stephen king books um misery is uh it's a it's famous author because there's always a writer in his books Mm -hmm. he likes writing about writing um and this guy he's driving in the middle of winter in the no in nowhere in the mountains and crashes his car and he gets rescued by a woman who lives out in the middle of nowhere and she just happens to be a huge fan of his books Hmm. Um, and so, uh, one thing leads to another, and she ends up tying him to the bed and horribly torturing him for a while. Oh, fun! Yeah, uh, one thing leads to another. <laughs> That's like my favorite comedic uh tool. Mm-hmm. Is like using one thing leads to another. It's just like, yeah, I uh, I met this girl. One thing leads to another, and I'm the president. It's like fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there was like one thing. There was like eight, at least eight million things between that and that. <laughs> yep. And then you got to go back and tell the story. Yeah. So go go read Misery, or watch the movie. The movie is actually really great too. It's um. You ever watch Shutter? No. All right, move on. Continue. The movie Shutter. Yeah. There's a movie called Shutter. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. It's actually like I watched it when I was in high school, and there's actually a picture of me on. Facebook? Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram I'm tagged in of like a room of me and my high school friends all holding hands because it was fucking terrifying. We were all just like grabbing each other's hands and squeezing. I want to see if I've actually heard of this movie. I'm um, just not remembering It's a it. movie about a guy starts. I'm trying to try to I'm going to keep it as spoiler free as possible because I don't know what the description says. Guy starts noticing some interesting shit happening in his camera. Like when he starts taking pictures. Oh, shutter. Shutter. I did shudder. No, shutter. And um the the only movie I found that's titled Shutter Shudder with D's on IMDB has the plot description explosive multiple orgasms. Yes! That's, that's the one. It's terrifying. I wanna see a picture. Look at this. What? There's not even a picture. It's just like Oh, a... I saw the picture of that one. That that doesn't match what I thought was <laughs> looking at explosive <laughs> orgasms and seeing that picture was definitely a juxtaposition in my mind. Yeah, no, shutter. Shutter. I've heard of. Yeah, the one about the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, do you know like what, what the whole thing is? Uh the camera is evil and cursed. Uh do you care if I spoil it? Go for it. Uh so it it's actually like I think it's a really bad movie looking like I think like the reviews are probably not great but he starts so when they're driving the reason 
that I was reminded of this. So there, he and his, uh, this guy and his fiance or girlfriend or something are driving and he sees a girl on the road and freaks out and veers off and they get in a giant wreck and he's like, shit, I saw a girl. And she's like, I didn't see him or see her. Uh, and then shit happens. And then they, he starts taking pictures. Like there are, he's a photographer and he starts taking pictures and in every picture, there's just this girl standing there and, uh, shit happens and then he starts to get this like shoulder pain that like i appreciate because it's really subtle like the shoulder pain thing he just kind of like every once in a while just kind of like grabs his shoulder and kind of like does the thing you do when you grab your shoulder and you move your shoulder around to kind of shrug off the pain it's really subtle um and then he starts having nightmares and then several several of his old like college buddies die from mysterious things so one of his friends jump jumps out of a building one of his friends, like, uh, I don't know, commits suicide in some other way. Um, and spoilers for, like, the next 30 seconds. If you care about the movie Shutter, don't really care. Like, it's it's kind of a fun, scary movie if you want to watch it. Um, 5.2 on IMDb, 37 on Metacritic. Not fantastic. But when I was a kid, or when I was in high school, I enjoyed it. Um, he, uh, he, his friends raped this girl in a car and he was taking pictures of it. So he didn't do it explicitly, but he was taking pictures of it. Okay. And the guys that committed suicide, quote unquote, were the ones that actually did it. The reason she was showing up in the camera is because they raped. And then she, I think they killed her by accident. Oh. Um, so she was showing up at the camera and she was actually, and so like, he was like looking through his pictures, like fuck, fuck, fuck. And like remembering all this stuff happening. Uh, I think, she killed his fiance at some point like later in the thing like Probably. he started like she showed her face to him and then like did a, a terrifying like hit her raping him kind of like mm-hmm. psychedelic freak out thing and then he's like looking through a picture like shit 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 that's her and i'm remembering um and then he turns his camera around takes a picture of himself looks at the camera and she's sitting on his shoulders and that's what the shoulder pain is is she's uh. been sitting on her shoulders this entire time and it's fucking terrifying and then I think he kills himself or something. I don't know. Probably. It's not a happy ending. Um, but yeah. Speaking of weird, horrifying, ter- terrifying paranormal movies. I don't like paranormal movies. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> the problem with Stephen King is you and you. Um, is Stephen King is me? <gasps> Where's my money? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I, I, I do think you'd like Misery. Um, I think you'd like Gerald's Game. I talked about that one when I watched it which would have been last it was i think that was one of the 25 horror movies i watched last october okay um that one oh shit it's almost october i gotta start working on my uh my good old child's play oh child's plays out right been out for a while i think so i'm gonna actually look that up um yeah because there was a trailer there was a trailer yeah uh yes it's out anyway um I was saying something. I don't know. Oh, uh, Gerald's game. Um, so it's a, a woman and, and her husband, and he's played by um, Bruce Greenwood. Is that the guy's name? Green Brucewood. Green Brucewood. Uh, and he Bruce Green is a Funhouse guy. Oh, you have no idea who that is. No. Uh, they um, their marriage is kind of. It's not. I don't know. Crumbling's a strong word, but they they want to spice things up back up. So they go out to their lake house which is very secluded. Um, and he breaks out some handcuffs and they're going to have some sexy fun time. And he has a heart attack and dies. Oh, and she's stuck there. And she's handcuffed. I remember in the bed. You telling us about that. 
Um, and so it's her just trying to survive handcuffed to a bed for an hour and a half. Not handcuffed to the ha- hour and a half movie time. Like, a long weekend in the uh, movie. I was like, that didn't seem too bad. Yeah. I've definitely laid in bed for longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been definitely been mentally handcuffed to bed longer than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It, uh, um, I'm blinking on her name. Uh, the mom from spy kids. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> uh, Carla Gugino. Um, wasn't George Lopez in that movie or something? Um, maybe. No. Antonio Banderas is. And yeah, that guy, that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, He's the guy who plays, uh, El Tortuga in, uh, Oh no, that's, uh, um, Machete. Um, Uncle. Yeah, Uncle yeah, Machete. The Uncle I, Machete I plays. Don't remember the plays La La Tortuga. La L, Tortuga. L L L. Isn't that La? Fuck, I don't know Spanish. Because it's Tortuga ends in an A, so it should be a feminine. But it's La. a dude, right? Oh, but oh, Tortuga. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Gerald's game. Uh. And so she starts hallucinating herself, like a version of herself and a version of Bruce Greenwood, and they. Like the versions kind of argue and give her advice, and it's it it sounds a little messier than it is, but it's it's really good. It's a really interesting story. It's very psychological. Yeah. Very good. Uh, again, it's Stephen King at his best with minimal supernatural elements. Cool. Um, that's why I like the book version of The Shining so much more than the movie version, because the movie version goes whole hog on like this is a super haunted hotel, and everything is driven by that. And the book is much more like. It's a haunted hotel, but we're much more interested in the character story here. Mm-hmm. And it's much more of just like a classic haunted house where he doesn't get super crazy into the mythology. He's just yeah. like, it's haunted. We don't really need to know why. We don't really need to know the details of how it works. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. Um, And the book also makes the Jack Nicholson character much more interesting by making him good guy's a strong word for a guy that breaks his kid's arm. Um, but a more, I disagree, s- a more sympathetic. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> a more, a more sympathetic character. Um, if, you're, if your kid's being a little dick face, bitch munch at school and bullying other kids, break that little fucker's arm. Parenting advice by Preston. Yay. That's note why that I'm single. Huh? Please note that I do not endorse this message. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah no and then the movie the movie version kind of kind of just by casting Jack Nicholson it says all right this guy's crazy already <laughs> yeah Jack Nicholson does not do normal yeah and then typically kind of goes off as nut <laughs> yep and then they throw him into a super haunted hotel and he just kind of it brings out his crazy whereas in the book it's much more you got a guy who struggles with his own demons and the haunted hotel kind of pushes him over that cliff it's much more of an interesting inner conflict yeah and you get that inner conflict a lot more drawn out so i think the shining book is great and the movie is vastly overrated fight me nah fair enough uh Uh, and yeah he's he's got hundreds of adaptations and i'm not going to go through not hundreds 50 give or take so literally half a hundred exactly I'm not going to go through all the other ones. Mist is really good. Um, the new version of It is a great 
Uh, I heard it described as a gateway horror movie, which is, I think, a good way to put it. Mm, I think there's better gateway. I think stuff like Stranger Things is a better gateway because it's not like outright horrifying, but it is definitely outright horrifying depending on your preference. We yeah. would, you and I would never send Brendan to see it. Right. We would never force him to see but it. But he's, he's got a very specific fear. That's fair. Like, if you just take someone generic who gets scared but doesn't have very specific pathological fears, you send him into it. <laughs> Call Brendan pathological. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, you send, you send someone into it and they'll get scared by it. But it's not, it's not so deeply horrifying that it's going to scar your psyche and leave you with little images you can't delete. I don't. Think. I will never fucking forget the projector scene. That's yeah. That's a good scene. That's a horrifying scene. Um, does it make you not sleep at night? You know, it actually does. Kinda oh. not so. It the movie, not right. That scene. There is a few occasions every once in a while where, like, my brain will be like, "Hey, want to be scared?" And I'll be like, what are you going to make me scared of? And it was like, fucking maniacal murder clowns. And I'm like, thank you for that. And that only really started after we actually had fucking maniacal, creepy clowns happening in our world. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. That span of like three months where just terrifying clowns existed. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to (laughs) die. Yeah. But I, I I maintain it's a good gateway. Yeah, pathological, involving caused by or in my nature of physical or mental disease. Brendan doesn't have a mental disease with the clowns. It's not pathological. We'll call our friend pathological. He's a fucking sociopath, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he has a soci- sociopathological fear of clowns. You say social? Socio? Socio. I don't socio? know. Sociopath. I mean, it's it's like it's really just pronunciation. Like how people say associate. Associate? it's associate and like uh so, like so society sociopath like stuff like that society? there's not like I, th- I don't think there's a m- mispronunciation like you can say associate people say associate i used to say associate all the time then i fucking looked at the word <laughs> and realized that, that was wrong but that's uh, you said sociopathical I, so yeah because there's social sociology sociology I, I probably do say sociology and like sociological so because like social is the only like version of that word that has yeah. a shh sound well i'm also thinking i because i'll say associate but if i'm also like talking kind of fast and not trying to be super articulate i'll probably just say associate yeah so i kind of alter but you haven't thought about it like i thought about it and kind of fixed it myself so now i say associate all the time that's true yeah this is kind a how, weird tangent. This is such a weird episode. We're like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> it's a good thing too. Cause I'm kind of running out of things to say. Now should we like, is there any like, is um, there any like bigger points you want to make? Overarching point. If we wanted to dig into Stephen King, we could do, we could turn the rest of this podcast into just a Stephen King podcast and explore his works and his writing style. And okay. We need to find one of our friends who actually has like a degree in psychology. Okay. And I feel like it'd be kind of a fun episode because like kind of something I've wanted to do a little bit with our podcast a little bit more is like take twists of 
stuff we talk about. Okay. So we can just talk about like, oh, Star Wars lore, or hey, how did the this movie do lore or do uh, just DC characters well, or blah blah blah, like the standard bullshit we do that we've been doing for a hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. But like, if we actually got friends who have an expertise in something that is branched from pop culture and tied that in, mm-hmm. it'd be really interesting to hear like psychological. Sociological. Sociologic. There was no logic there, trust me. Listen. (laughs) But it'd be an interesting thing to kind of hear if we like, because Tiercy, I believe, is a psych psych major. She's Hmm. a child health specialist, but I think she has psych, a lot of psych experience. Okay. If we just tell her to read Stephen King and, like, just listen. There's a lot of books, a lot of short stories. Get going. We'll do an episode with you. No, she's not going to do that. But, like, if we have her on and, like, talk about this stuff, kind of read the psychology of this, I think that'd be a pretty interesting episode. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, listeners? Gage Mark? <laughs> Kayla? Nick? I mean, I, 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 I don't want to forget the fans that I that are not, like, your brother and my best friend. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. There's, th- I, this is honestly a well I would like to come back to because I want to. Yeah, I I feel like I haven't read enough and explored enough and even talked to enough people about Stephen King to really start trying to dig into why he's so popular or anything like that. Yeah. Um. Hell, if uh, if you guys want to hear more actually in depth conversations for us to have, like instead of just random bullshit. Oh, hey, we got to record. This episode was supposed to go out two two days ago. <laughs> Let's just talk about shit. Um, tell your friends. Get us, like, actually popular, and maybe yeah. we'll start making revenue, and we can kind of, like, phase out our actual jobs and <laughs> yeah, cause that's... spend time. Because that would be, like, it's one of those things, like, make the jump for something that's interesting to you. It's mm-hmm. like, I would love to, if my job was actually to, like, read a fuck ton of comics mm-hmm. in order to do a podcast mm-hmm. and actually got paid for it, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I'd like to do that. I would I would love being like a, a movie reviewer or something yeah. like that or So go tell your friends. Like if you yeah. want actually like general like good content, get your friends listening. Once we get like some revenue, we could actually start going to see more movies, mm-hmm. buying more books, buying more comics, mm-hmm. um easing our not like I guess that's a that's the first step. Then once we get start getting significant revenue, we can start easing ourselves out of our jobs. <laughs> Don't start jumping for that yet. Oh, we got some long term plans here. Yeah, ambitions. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. if 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 you like if you like what you hear from us, you probably shouldn't. But if you hear little nuggets of good ideas or something, and you want to want to mine that vein a little bit, yeah, tell your friends, spread the word. Won't be in vain. Ah. <laughs> I hate myself. Shall we? We'd better shall. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to us sort of amble around the topic of Stephen King for a while. Uh, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter if you want to reach us. That's at Just Us Losers Pod. Preston occasionally gets ranty there. We're also on Instagram. Also at Just Us Losers Pod, where we post pictures of Russian people mostly. Uh... We've got a Facebook. That's a good place to reach us if you've got ideas for episode topics. If you wanna, if you're a Stephen King fan and you want to explain why you like him, or, or if you're Stephen King and you want to explain why you like yourself, <laughs> that'd be I wish great. You could see my face. Uh, I don't. Uh, I oh. wish I couldn't. <laughs> 
If you if you've read like one Stephen King book and didn't like it very much and want to explain that, then yeah, tell us about Stephen King and maybe we'll we'll find find an opportunity to dig in more and try to really understand what makes people tick about Stephen King or untick. Talk? What makes people talk? TikTok. Ah, that sounds too much like talk with an L though, so. TikTok. TikTok. Make a TikTok about Stephen King. Oh dear. Remember Do it. Musically? Nope. You remember that? Nope. Legitimately don't. Before, uh... Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. If you want to send us detailed explanations, like a, like a full-on review of every single Stephen King book, movie, short story ever created, that's going to be a long email, and oh, I can't wait to read it. What? The bionicle theory. Oh, I haven't even read it. <laughs> Okay, we got, got we got Thanks, the bionicle Mark. theory, so we're gonna we're gonna read that and we're gonna talk about that next time. Thanks, Mark. If you've got your own bionicle theory, <laughs> if you've got your own bionicle theory, please send it to justusloserspod at gmail.com and we will read it and discuss it. It'll be great. Uh, do we know what we're talking about next week? Uh, I believe we have a blank actually. Okay, so if you got something you want us to talk about, let us know on one or all or some of those mediums. Uh, so I think that's all the things that I'm supposed to say. Uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Bye. 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 When I would have hit it, it was actually per- perpendicular to me, so I couldn't hit it. So I had to delay to wait for it to kind of spin around <laughs> so I could hit it. Triangle